Hello and welcome to the Talking Guitar Podcast, brought to you by the North American Guitar, the home of the world's finest guitars. In this episode, we caught up with the brilliant Ted Astrand about his building process, his coveted workshop, and the inspiration behind his sophisticated designs. I'm good. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. Wow, look at that beautiful workshop. My God, that looks amazing. Yeah. Look at the natural light in there. Wow. <laughs> Ted, thanks so much for stopping in uh, oh, to my, my pleasure. Talking Guitar podcast. The, the thing about these podcasts is um, there's no structure whatsoever, and it's just like we're having a chat, really. That's it, which is just nice yeah. to see your face. Um, that's the best Man, I, I just, I, this is the first time I've actually seen inside your workshops. I've seen the photos and studied them. It looks absolutely incredible. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a, a little tour later on, but. Uh, oh, wow. Look at I'll, that. I'll give you a tour later on. And look at the, na- I can't get over how much natural light you've got. Back yes, there's, you. there's two uh, large sections of windows on, on like each end of the shop. So I get like a really good natural light flowing through the whole area, which is nice. Which I can imagine spending so much time in there is 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 yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't get too much sun here in Sweden. <laughs> so so how has it been with uh, the, the the question that I, I ask everybody first is how, how have I thought we would have done this question by now, but we're still doing it. <laughs> how have you been? How have you been faring with the I don't know if you're in lockdown or we're, we're in like our third lockdown. No, not really. Really, I mean, you've probably heard Sweden's approach. So we haven't really had any large lockdowns. We've had quite a few regulations, but nothing's actually been, uh, you know, locked down. So my daughter's going to preschool. Uh, it's still open. Uh, I've been kind of going to work as usual. So it, it, it hasn't really affected me too much. To That's, amazing. Uh, That's amazing. That's amazing. I think the running thing that I've, that I've heard from most um, talking of daughters, if you hear my daughter running around in the mm-hmm. background, mm-hmm. she's not at preschool. <laughs> oh, okay, really. Yeah. Um, how, how long has she been home for? Uh, well, the first here, the first lockdown was pretty severe. I mean, it was. I mean, thank thank goodness that we'd actually moved out of London um, and we kind of moved to the countryside up in in Hertfordshire, so it meant that we had a bit more space, but. Um, it was pretty severe, um, you know, nobody really was on the roads. Um, it was it was bizarre. So nobody, was, kids weren't at school. And then we had a second one, which is like this blip um, so as they kind of saw the numbers rising. Um, and then we've got into this full lockdown again here and they closed all the schools again. N- nursery schools, so my son, Dougie, he's, he can still go in, but... Um, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so, so we just... Yeah, doing... it's still open here, but uh, I mean, you can't obviously go to the preschools if you have any symptoms and, uh, yeah. you know, kids, you know, they have a runny nose three days out of five, so... <laughs> all the time. Pretty, you know, strict on that, so, you know, I've been home a few days, but... Uh, Overall, it's been okay. Yeah, that's good. And, and I guess that the, the one thing that kind of I hear from a lot of Luthiers um, that we've that we've spoken to on the podcast has been um, actually 
not much has changed really for them because yeah. you know everybody works you mostly work in isolation on your own anyway um so you've just been able to go to work have you found that your workflow has changed at all have you got more done or have you got less done i mean how, how do you because you seems to be on so so much so much stuff you, you seem so, obviously you're so busy anyway but there's just an influx of amazing imagery yeah. and photos on social media. So how's it been? It's been, I mean, it hasn't really changed again that much for me. Um, for the past probably four years, I've worked on a pretty like strict schedule. Uh, so now I'm working pretty much nine to five, Monday to Friday every week. Uh, so I've kind of held that and kept on doing that. And uh, yeah, so you know, my days have been kind of like they've always been, I guess. Uh, take weeks. So, yeah. yeah, that and that. I think that when you when you become a parent, that time mm. is so important, isn't it? It's so important to have that. Yeah. You know, try yeah. to have a that little was, bit of yeah that boundary of like your work week yeah. versus mm -hmm. your weekend. Um, that was a big change in life. I remember, like before she was born, I would wake up or I would go to the workshop. And just you know, work until I got tired. Go home, sleep, wake up, workshop. Yeah. You no know, seven days a week. But now, I mean, it, it almost feels like I'm getting more done when I have a strict schedule. Yeah. Because um, I wouldn't say I'm stressed, but I'm more productive with my time. I guess you know. Um, yeah, definitely. I think that that's been that's something that we've from here from the North American guitar perspective. Obviously, loads of change happened last year. We we had to sort of. Uh, work our way through the COVID situation. There was some great stuff. There was some, you know, difficult stuff. But overall, I think that as a business, we've we've become way more productive. Um, okay. Just because I think, you know, working from home is a very different environment. You know, you've got to um, spend so much time on Teams and on these Zoom calls, and it's just a different way. It's just a different way that we're doing things. But you know, everybody seems to be happy within their own kind of uh in their own kind of zone which is which is really mm -hmm. positive mm -hmm. and also just amazing amazing guitars coming through the store all the time now especially you know the store in nashville there's so much great stuff that's coming through from everywhere all over the world you know great instruments from from tara mm -hmm. the other day and and some great ones from jason and ray so i think that the that's guitar really market is in a weird way, again, a theme that we're hearing a lot is that because people are stuck at home, they're, they're thinking, well, you know what? I'm just gonna go for that dream guitar after all. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get back into the love of it. Do you think, has there been any uh, difficulties in shipping large numbers of guitars during COVID? Um, I wouldn't, well, the only, the only issue we found from a shipping perspective has been the um if they've been regular or not so sometimes mm -hmm. couriers have been delayed so shipments have been delayed mm -hmm. um but generally speaking we've been pretty lucky i have one guitar um which have we have one guitar go missing which is oh, always okay. a, which is always yeah. a nightmare but um uh, other than that uh everything touch wood has, has been okay um but how have you because how have you found it? Have you been, other than the guitars shipping, you know, to us, which, you know, every guitar yeah. that's come to us has just been 
unbelievable. We could talk about those in more detail later. <laughs> Thank you. But but how how have you been finding your logistics? No, it's been. Uh, I mean, shipping guitars has been fine for me. Uh, I've had some problems with getting supplies. Um, yeah, been, I've heard that a lot. Yeah, because I, I get a lot of supplies from you know all over the world and especially the states. And there's been a lot of companies that's been closed down and. Yeah, and she, there's been some shipping delays and stuff, but it, I mean, it hasn't been a huge disaster, but I've had to, you know, do a bit more planning, I guess. Well, I spoke to Jason the other day and he said exactly the same thing. He said, even though you kind of have to rearrange mm -hmm. and you have these, have these amazing processes that you're working within, but then if your supply chain is, is hit, you then have to kind of readjust your days. So he said the other day that, he, he and the same thing with John actually. John Slobel, I was telling him, you know, that got loads of boxes. You know, he, he basically got really ahead on certain parts of bills yeah. that yeah. he never would have done beforehand. So he's like, right, they're done. And then when the suppliers come in, he then has to fit the refit them into his schedule. Yeah. So it's just yeah. mixing your kind of mixing the workflow up a little bit, which is really yeah. Interesting you know, here. I've kind of done the same. Yeah, usually like smaller stuff like tuners and things. I'll usually just, you know, buy buy the tuner I need for the specific guitar I'm making. But now I'm, you know, bought, so I'm I'm good to go for a year. <laughs> Give me all your tuners now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you just did. We just took delivery of that amazing SJ for customer of ours, David. Which for mm. me personally, if I was able to order a guitar tomorrow, it would 100% be that exact guitar because oh, everything. Yeah, oh man, everything about your SJ is just. It's just got so much power, presence, um, so comfortable. And for one thing that, that, that the, the is, I immediately got back from David was just how comfortable mm. that guitar is to play, which even though it's a bigger bodied instrument, it's so comfortable yeah. to play. I mean, it's a bigger body, but it's got a much tighter waist. And uh, that specific guitar had a 13 fret neck joint. Uh, yeah. It makes it really comfortable to play. Really does. And um, out of interest, what would you say if you could order yourself? If you if you were, if you were a customer of yourself, what, <laughs> what would you order? Um, that's a tough question. What Astrum would you go for? Yeah, I mean that's something I've thought about in the past. You know, if if I ever get the time to to make one for myself, what would it be? Uh, I would, you know, definitely go with a. Uh, European top, uh, probably Swiss, some sort of rosewood, most likely Madagascar rosewood for the back and sides. Nice. Uh, an OM model with the cutaway. So why would you go for why would you go for a Swiss instead of? Instead of uh, it's just what I'm most uh, comfortable building with, I guess. It's what I've done done most, and I think it's what made that run. Like I mean, I make. I like the guitars I make from it, but I, the kind of sound I'm hearing in my head is uh, easier achieved with a uh, European spruce top. And you always, you know, when we, when we, I was thinking, as you, as you said that, I'm writing a note down quickly, so I didn't forget <laughs> it, but as you, from, from when we first met, you, you've always said that, you've always said you're chasing that sound in your head. And it's mm. interesting. Are you still? Yeah, don't ask me it? to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But, but when you are, when you're voicing and when you're approaching a fresh build, do you look at the wood when you, when you're sort of 
tapping it and, and you're you're kind of getting to know it mm -hmm. do you do you do you does that does that sound start to kind of appear in your in your mind that you where you want to yeah it does uh, it, it's a it's a long process so basically it starts you know with picking the wood uh, and that's the initial process of tapping and flexing the wood and picking out the right piece then i thickness the wood and i do that by deflection testing uh, so that's part of it and then obviously it's the bracing carving and tuning the tops and then when it's glued together that's the kind of second round of voicing voicing the top from the outside uh, and then lastly the choice of bridge uh, and that all kind of you know ties it together the whole process of the tuning the voice i guess wow so, when so uh, yeah it's just not you know carving the braces it's it's a it's a number of different things because you have such a you have such a signature tone that you could close your eyes and, and I used to do this. I used to do this with Mike. I used to do it with Richard, you know, in the in the in the show where you could close your eyes and someone would play something, you have to try to guess the guitar. It's a really good way. <laughs> Joking aside, yeah. it's a really great way to get to know get yeah. to know instruments, yeah. especially if you've got so many coming through the store, you know, mm -hmm. to, to to understand. And there are certain instruments that you can straight off the bat, you can just hear. I know that's an Astrid, or I know that's a lame horse, for example. It's something got very sick, real signature tones. Um, so when a uh, customer comes, when it, sorry, no, go on. I'm sorry, I was just going to say that that's something they do when they um, audition people for orchestras. I know it's done in Sweden. It's probably the same elsewhere too. That you do the audition uh, kind of behind a piece of fabric, so the the people in the orchestra will only listen to the actual instrument and not see the person playing. Um, and it's so it's so that's such a good point because you're from a from a guitar perspective mm -hmm. your emotions the things that you like about visually about an instrument mm -hmm. will hinder the voice yeah you're, you're if, if you're looking at everybody goes oh wow this is beautiful then they play and they go mm -hmm. oh my god it sounds amazing mm -hmm. whereas if you're trying to really understand the nuances which is what is so incredible about this part of the acoustic guitar world is that that's the thing that sets that's what sets everybody apart is it's those those nuances that that make you different and your tone mm. your sound make you different but just jumping back a second when you said you're talking about how you're flexing the wood um when a customer comes to you or comes to us or wherever and says this is this is what i want you know i've, I've heard mm. i've heard that sj African Blackwood, Swiss, I love it. That's what I want to go for, or Coca Bolo, whatever. Um, I have this tone. This is what I want in my voice. In, 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 this is what I want my guitar to do. This is me as a player. These are the videos I like. I like the way that one sounds. When you then take all that information, which is, a you know, a lot of information to take on board, and then you 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 go to your build and you're flexing and you're you're tapping. Are you at that point? Are you thinking of? I know, I'm sure there must be like an organic process with this. But are you, are you at that point thinking, I know where this wood's going to go, and I think that that would be right. And do you often go through sets to find that voice? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, it's a, as I said, it's an on, ongoing process. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I never just grab a top from a stack, and you know, it, it's definitely. 
a big part of it, you know, picking out, <laughs> laying out all of the sprues on the table and listening to it and uh, looking for the, the kind of perfect piece for the customer. Uh, but I've also been quite, what's the word? Uh, I mean, a lot of my customers are quite educated. So yeah. it's quite, yeah. quite rarely someone will just give me a, a crazy demand. Usually yeah. they've played my guitars before and they want something you know, similar to whatever they've played. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you know, to answer your question, most definitely I do pick out specific pieces of of wood for each client. I think that that's what's again. That's another thing that not not a lot of people really truly appreciate about you know a luthier built instrument is is that level of detail. It isn't just I've got a load of great Swiss or I've got a load of great Addy. I'm just going to just pick up a top. Yeah, yeah, that'll do. It's like mm -hmm. because it because it's such an emotive purchase for for somebody. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm either it's a, a professional musician that's this is where they're going with their sound or if it's some a collector that's been that sold guitars to purchase it or you know a number of different reasons there's as a it's it's a part of them and they want they want a part of you really and, and in every build that you do you're you're giving there's a part of you inside that which i think is the romantic side of, of having a bespoke built instrument yeah yeah for sure and the funny thing is uh, what we what we find um, and we get, as you know, I mean, I'm constantly saying to you, can you please build more guitars this year? <laughs> You're constantly saying to me, no, I can't. No, I can't. Um, yeah, I'm pretty fully booked up, but you know, I'm, doing, I'm doing the best I can. Man, you really are. I mean, it's, um, yeah, it's amazing. I, I the, yeah, the it's interest really in your guitars, especially recently, we, you know, we, we, we are quite literally inundated by people, you know, hot ovaries and we, we have this cool thing on our on our site, which, which is like a heat map, so we can see mm. you can see where where people uh, are looking and where they've been, mm. and it's just great for us to know, you know, for tweaking the site and all of that sort mm -hmm. of stuff. And mm. um, Astrand is always very red. <laughs> I can tell you, there's always a, there's always a big red dot around Astrand, so that's I hope a, a red dot is a good thing. And that's a good thing. Yeah, a good thing. <laughs> yeah. if it's a blue if it's a blue dot, it's not quite such a good thing. Though. Okay. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah. It's, I was actually uh, thinking the other day about our working relationship, and it's been going on for is it seven years now? Or? Yeah, I was yeah. just—I literally wrote that down before yeah. I got on, the, got on the call with you. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been amazing. A ride. It's yeah. been a hell of a ride. I found the great photo of of you, Jason, my, my myself, and Michael um, in in the old in the mm. old Fulham store. Oh, okay yeah uh, i mean just great times uh and, and and i talk to jason you know regularly he's a, he's a dear friend um and just we've got he's building some outrageous guitars at the moment um and i managed to convince him to i fell in love with his mim build the jumbo maple oh and, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and i was like cool. we've we've got to do that we've just got to do that you know because he said to me he said if I was ever able to build, if, if there was one guitar that I wish I'd not sold, mm -hmm. or it was that one, and he built it, and then and he wasn't going to sell it, and the customer, I think in the end, I, th I mean, he'll probably correct me on this story, but I think the customer came to him at a, at a guitar show and was like, "Please let me buy it," and I think he sold it, but somehow it came back, and then he ended up, end up being this iconic thing now in in yeah yeah. The I mean, that, amazing. That's the, uh, 
difficult thing. You know, I've had the same path before that I'm going to build a guitar and have it as a showpiece or as a demo yeah. guitar in the shop. But uh, it's hard to say no when, you know, someone sees it and wants to buy it, I guess. Well, exactly. And we, you know, we, again, we thought about doing that with, you know, likes of you or Jason mm. and just having a guitar. Let's, let's just invest in a guitar that we can use as a showpiece for people to come and play and try. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're both in the same, in, <laughs> we're both in the same game. We've got to sell guitars to put food on the table. So um, it's very difficult when someone says, you know, I really want to buy that guitar. So you have to do it. Um, which is why I think it's, an in, it's interesting this year. The thing that we found um, the most um, is that with all the, with the lack of shows that, that are happening now, mm -hmm. um, that uh, there used to be, you know, Luthiers would, would say, okay, I've, I've got, you know, I might build 10 or 12, you know, maybe more instruments in a year. I'm going to, two of those are going to be for the show. I'm going to build those and they're going to be my show mm -hmm. guitars. But obviously now so much uncertainty around shows that that's just, that's just not happening. Um, yeah. I don't really, I haven't heard uh, many news about this year, if there's any shows going on. Uh, yeah. It's probably not, I'm guessing. It's, I mean, I, I I'm, yeah, I must say, I, I, I think it's pretty unlikely. Yeah. I think it's pretty unlikely. I would love there to be, um, but I just think, there's just too much there's just so much uncertainty isn't there mm. you know people i've got a friend of mine who works in the music industry as a um as a promoter he promotes uh -huh. quite quite big bands um and yeah he he basically his whole his whole industry turned upside down like his mm. whole you know, all of his tours that he was organizing all completely cancelled and he I, I spoke to him and i said you know do you think you know, when do you think you get one of your tool's going to kick off again and he was like i can't see it you know 2022 I, i'm not booking yeah. anything in 21 just because yeah, of the uncertainty sad. of it it's really sad it's really sad yeah, but again how many businesses closing down it is it's so sad and um you know we we uh you, you hear of these phenomenal musicians that, that that's their that's their everything touring is everything to them merchandise mm -hmm. and touring is you know everything to them sorry um so hopefully we'll pick up again soon um but then again having said that it, what's been interesting i think from a you know all, all of us whether you're a luthier a musician you have a shop doesn't matter we're all that we you know we're all running our own business and i think that you have to try to be flexible and and you know bad things happen good things happen it's how you deal with those and how you kind of yeah move forward really and flex um to the situation uh, and i found that with a lot of my friends and musicians like really really great musicians that like mike Dawes, for example you know mike mm. Dawes. yeah yeah you know, he was you know he was on tour all the time you know mm. he just lived on the road um and that was his income and uh you know a classic touring musician and i did a podcast with him and he was saying he literally one day just, that was it. There was just no work. Yeah. So he had to retrain his whole self. Like, how do I, what do I, how do I engage with my audience as, a, mm -hmm. as an artist? How do I engage with my audience? And, um, and has had to teach himself a whole new skill set. So I think that whilst there are challenges there, it, it can actually bring out those skill set. When he goes back on the road, he'll probably be able to take those skills with him, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. This is going to bring 
a lot of good in a sense too you know it's been it's been the same for my wife she you know she's an actress and uh, yeah obviously she hasn't been <laughs> been able to tour and perform yeah. but she she's found new ways and she's live streaming some stuff and she's working more towards the preschools and smaller children uh, which are still open so yeah you just have to find you know different ways to get it to work i guess absolutely yeah um and i, I i'm a real believer in that that you know there's um it's easy to you know as 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 devastating it is as it is and i don't want to dwell too much on like this but you know as devastating as it is you have to try to see there's, the glass has got to be half full it can't be mm. half empty you know you've got to try yeah. to there's got to be some good in there somewhere so to, just now just now we're talking about your workshop and going back to back to to work back to guitars. Uh, yeah exactly back to guitars um we'll start talking about politics in a bit no we definitely definitely <laughs> won't start talking about politics um so uh your workshop is it's almost become a bit iconic <laughs> really? I mean, come on, you must know that. I mean, I, I speak to so many luthiers and uh, I remember I, I spoke to a, a good friend of ours, Isaac Jang, and um, mm -hmm. we he just moved in. And I remember seeing him after the NAMM show. I was actually with my, my daughter and, my, and Leanne, my wife, and we, we, we drove to see him in his, in his workshop. And he had this um, beautiful workspace, but it was, it was quite small. Mm -hmm. and I would be like and, and it was just so beautifully organized like it was quite high ceiling so it was narrow but tall and mm -hmm. I was like Isaac this is an amazing space and then we then caught up the other day because we've got a bunch of guitars happening this year and just sort of checking in and he, he, he was actually in the first lockdown and he just moved in and he showed me the space and I was like wow and he said it's so not there yet I've not even started <laughs> but I've got a photo of Ted's space on my wall and I look at it and I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. That's what it's going to be oh, like. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I speak to Isaac quite a lot and uh, he, his workshop is it's really becoming a neat place. It really it's is, fun. isn't it? And, yeah, and I don't know what's iconic about my workshop, but uh, it seems like a lot of people get a you know, hang up of how clean it is. But it's, you know, it's really just you know, part of how you build your guitars, I guess, you know, because I build my guitars, two or three guitars at a time, and they're always built in the same part of the build together. So it's really easy to keep it clean. Now, if I'm carving three necks, I'll carve the necks and I'll get dust everywhere. But when they're done, I know I'm not going to be carving necks in another one or two months so there's no point you know leaving those tools out so i put them back and i sweep up and i move on to the next task so it's it's kind of a really easy way to keep things organized that way yeah. do you think I mean, that that is your guitars isn't it your your that was the first thing i remember the first thing hearing michael watts play one at the mm. shop and just being i mean he makes every guitar sound great but i remember just being there and just sort of saying the first thing was we both were like they're just so clean and the lines are so clean and everything about them it, it that's just it's it's just your character it's it's you isn't it you're from the logo and it's just very beautifully done um i've never actually asked you about your logo i've never actually asked you how you came up with that. Uh, it was a uh, actually a good friend of mine uh who's a uh, designer so we kind of 
came up with it together, but he, uh, yeah, it was kind of a long process. So it's basically a T and a A. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's, so it's an yeah. A with T and then the yeah. dot stands for O. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just wanted something really clean and simple and thin, something that didn't stick out too much. Uh, yeah. My initials in it. Yeah, and even even your the inlay work that you've done, we've seen some. We saw two crazy, the, the one for Cam and mm -hmm. James, and just just those, just the inlay that you've done on 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 those were just absolutely exceptional. Even the inlay is subtle. It's it's never in your face. It's never big and bold. It's very all flow, and everything flows within the kind of geometrics of the guitar. You know, from the logo, everything is. Yeah, I'm happy to hear you say that. I mean, that's something, something that's important for me is that nothing really sticks out. So usually when a guitar is finished, I'll put it on the bench in front of me and I look at the guitar and when I see it, I just want to see a guitar. I don't want to see anything stick out, you know, I don't want to see a big logo or a big inlay or a, you know, really crazy curvature. I just want it to be really elegant and organic. Uh, in a way i love that but that's that's, a, but that's the idea. sorry so yeah well that, that was gonna say that, that that's very much because the, the design that's you know swedish are so good at design <laughs> and there's just no doubt um you know tobias's guitars i mean mm. they they blow my mind those guitars they yeah. are absolutely yeah. I mean, they're incredible and, and so cool i mean he's he's incredibly cool anyway but you know um but they just look so the design elements and, and the influence of of how he came up with his designs and his builds and how he approaches them and mm -hmm. same as Lars you know you, you just all you all are just got, have your own thing and but there is this running theme of design and um it, almost less is more you know less yeah. is more yeah 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 most I guess that comes from you know Swedish design and uh, the old tradition in furniture making here and the furniture from the 40s and 50s um, you know functional elegant design uh, yeah and so um what are your your sort of plans I, don't, I know that we've got a couple of builds that one's about to finish at the moment mm -hmm. um I believe it's another SJ Yes, yes, so that's a African Blackwood SJ in Moonspruce, the cutaway. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be finished in probably three or four weeks. I'll yeah. get ready to ship. Uh, and you do and all your own finishing, do you? I do, yeah, yeah. Because And that's a big, that's been something that I've, I've heard through the COVID situation is the, mm -hmm. that the advantage of being able to do that yourself. Yeah, I can only imagine, yeah, shipping that away now, yeah. No, I've, I've always done it. Well, actually, on one guitar, I uh, got it finished by someone else. And this was eight years ago, and I still haven't finished the guitar because uh, it wasn't good enough for me. So that's, I think, finishing is it's a big part of building a guitar, and it's an important process for me, at least. I can truly, you know, understand and I respect it that some builders, you know, ship their guitars out to get finished. But but for me, it's I feel it's important I do it myself. And also it goes 
Sorry, say again. Uh, just to have the control of, of it. Yeah, and you're, and you're controlling the tone, aren't you? You're controlling that voice mm -hmm. that we spoke about right at the beginning of what, how you want it, it to sound from the moment it, you know, it's settled and it's in the player's hands. Um, talking of players, how, you know, I always say this, but your, your guitar obviously are, are, are primarily excel at sort of finger style, you know, dagad, but, but, but they are very, I've had, you know, someone like Neil, for example, another great customer, great friend, loves your instruments, plays, um, does play with a pick every now and again. And they, mm. they, 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 they are really versatile, especially your OMs, incredibly yeah. versatile. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they are. And uh, the OM is, well, actually, all of the guitars are quite easy to, uh, you know, manipulate in a certain direction. So, I mean, that's something that we have to talk to each customer about what, what they're going to play and their playing style. And I do build for a lot of fingerstyle guitarists, but I would say probably half of them will uh, use a pick at times as well. So you kind of have to take that into account. Um, yeah. Building. And you, you've got the, the, the amazing, I don't think I, I can never pronounce his name correctly, so I don't want to get it wrong. The, the chap from Australia, Al? Uh, Alan. Alan. Alan Gore. Yeah. Alan Gore. Is it Alan Gore? Uh, Gogol. Alan Gogol. Gogol. I mean, Alan is amazing. I mean, the, the, the things that he does with harmonics on your instrument. I mean, I, I've yeah. and he's a little <laughs> pardon. Yeah, he's pretty nerdy. No, but no, but he's a he's a great guy and he's a really good good player. I mean, just the there was one thing, and I think it was it was something crazy, like, like hundreds of of harmonies he was yeah, doing. So now he's, he's, I guess he's trying to beat some kind of world record. So now he's trying to play a thousand harmonics in one minute. <laughs> and he, he, I mean, he, he, he can do it if he breaks it up in 10 second pieces. Yeah. So now he's trying to like nail it in one minute. And I think he's been working on that for probably six or seven years. Uh, wow. <laughs> and and you've i mean it must be great that must be so lovely for you as um you know as the artist building these phenomenal instruments and then seeing them throughout the internet whether it's a session that you know we'll do or paul do or we'll do yeah. or whoever you know that must be that must be a, a incredibly satisfying experience yeah it is it truly is and Alan's guitar, it was a fun guitar to build. And that's a, a good example of how something can be customized. Uh, because obviously the way he plays, he wanted something to be specialized to playing a lot of harmonics. So he, he sent, we actually used a classical guitar neck shape on that guitar. So it's a pretty wide neck with a flat spot on the back. Wow. Uh, he, he plays with his thumb on yeah. the back. Yeah, 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 yeah classical guitarist would and it's got got almost the string height of a classical guitar so it's about i think the bass and the treble is about four or five millimeters so it's actually almost higher than a classical guitar oh wow i didn't know that uh, yeah so it, it's specially built for his his technique i guess 
So he came to you and said, this is what, I, this is what I'm going, did, did he say this is the, I'm going for a world record, this is what I'm going to do, or was it just... No, you know? it, it wasn't specifically built to, to break yeah, the yeah. world record. Yeah, yeah, that would have been great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was very, you know, specific, uh, with he, he plays a, a specific tuning that I had never heard of before, and he plays it in a specific frequency, which is a bit odd, and uh, so he has all of these, you know, kind of requirements, and... Uh, yeah, it was fun. Fun guitar to build. And wow, do you then quite, quite a lot of thinking to get it done? I was about. Well, I was about to say, do you then? I mean, that's that's a different league to mm. having a custom you know, instrument build. That's not like I, I, I like you know using a lot of adjectives to describe the tone that I want. You know, I want it to be bright and this and that, and you know, that's someone going into a lot of granular detail. Right, this mm. is this is how I want. Did you have to sort of dive into? frequencies and you know yeah, I, like did. That. I yeah. thought you would i knew yeah. you would have done it was, you would have yeah, done. it was a fun process and i'm actually uh, i'm building a new guitar for him next year great uh, so that's gonna be fun yeah yeah it's fun i mean i always love doing these really customized guitars uh, i built my first 12 string a couple of months ago i saw that i saw yeah. that it looked amazing yeah. yeah and that guitar was built for tuning A, D, A, D, A, E with a nylon bass string. So that was a bit specific to- <laughs> Wow. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. We've got it. I mean, listen, I know that I know that we do these, you know, build threads, great build threads um, that Annie does, you know, with us for all of the custom stuff that we've got coming in, or even if it's, if it's for stock, not that we ever get any of your guitars for stock, but, we should definitely we should definitely do build threads, even if they're not guitars for us, just just to document them. Because yeah, that's definitely. so cool. Like if you're working on something, irregardless if it's for Teenang or not, you've got to document that because that's really interesting. That whole build process would be mm -hmm. incredibly interesting. And you did that great video. I know you did that beautiful, we haven't spoken about that, a beautiful brand video. Um, you could even like like document it, document it with, you know, sort of videography yeah that's something i've been thinking about doing i mean obviously i i photograph a lot and i document each part of the process by taking photos and i save it all on my hard drive um, but filming is something i would probably like to get into but i haven't really had the time to, yeah yeah you kind of you know dive into it that's, it would be fun yeah it's a it's a i mean again talking with tom sands of the day and he's mm -hmm. he was so passionate about the videography stuff that he's doing yeah. and it's yeah. just become a real love fest for him you know mm -hmm. he just absolutely yeah. loves getting geeky on all the gear and you know um and likewise with isaac you know we're talking about isaac he's doing the same thing so i i, I think that the way in which you know certainly the way in which we're as a business now gearing up you know for you know for the for our sort of future it's definitely it's just all about the content it's it's the, mm -hmm. it's the level with the, with the way that the world is now especially you know i think that e-commerce and just you know content generation videography great photography the different you know different mediums in which they go out on has been pushed forward by quite a significant amount of time just purely yeah. because the fact that everybody's at home you know, everybody's at home and and even though we will come out of this and we will go back to normality. I think that, that once you've kind of gone that far, it's difficult to then 
come back again. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's going to change the world in, in some way or the other. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I mean, and I think that, you know, the, you know, the, I, I think that there are, you, the, there's always going to be a need for a space, always going to be a need for a place for, come, for someone to come and try guitars. But, you know, now this, they're so easily able to, to ship around the world um, and, you know, safe and securely insured and returned and the people are, happy with you know shipping a guitar trying it not liking it shipping it back or you know it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a different it's definitely a different 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 place that we're in um right now yeah so when so when you're when you're building and i won't keep you too much longer because i i know that you're, you're no, super no, busy um but when you're when you're building what do you because obviously you must be in quite an, an intense state of concentration, especially on certain aspects of the build. But um, do you have music playing? Do you have classical music is something that I hear a lot that, that people have playing mm. in the background. Or do you have podcasts or, or do you have... It you kind know, of depends, I, I, yeah, which... Metal, yeah, metal playing, I can imagine you just... Sometimes, but uh, no, it depends kind of what part of the process I'm in. So uh, right now I just started three guitars say, about a week ago. So now I'm kind of in the, I guess you would call it the construction phase, you know, bending the sides and making the end blocks and neck blocks. And, mm. uh, and that's, I mean, obviously it requires attention, but I, I can listen to music or podcasts while doing it. Uh, mm. And then there's certain uh, parts of the build where I just want it quiet. Uh, yeah. Because it goes in phases, but usually I'll, I'll play music and podcasts. And is there a part of your build process that you enjoy the most? Uh, I kind of like it all. I mean, the, <laughs> that's kind of the beauty of building guitars the way I do that I'll never have you know three or four guitars in a different part of the build I always build them you know side by side so there's always a new task around the corner kind of thing uh, you know when you spray finish you know when you put down those first coats it's a lot of fun but after two or three days it's not as fun anymore but then you know you know it's only another day and then you're going to move on to you know bending sides or doing something else so it kind of works right. works that's great way, and i guess every day is a, in a weird way even though you're doing the same task they're all different because you're all everything you're touching yeah. is a yeah. different bit, bit of wood you know of course yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a, where we live we, uh, we live out in um i said in, in the countryside so just outside of um london now and we're next to a woods and i and i, and I take what my kids when we go for like a walk in the woods I always take them up to the big trees and I'm just like you know give them a hug you know touch them because these, these <laughs> are just amazing and yeah. I think that that's there is this appreciation for what you're doing it's not it's never like oh I'm doing this today and this today and this today it's it's you're you're, you're working with something that's you know was living once and you know you're going to give it a new lease of life and it it's, might be totally different with the way it's going to react to 
the same species, you know, but in a different, totally different way. And I think that's yeah. the charm of it all, you know, very organic. Special process. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ted, um, I, thanks so much for taking the time to chat today. I, I just, I'm really loving this. If there's, if there's one thing for me that I've got out of this, you know, lockdown and having to do these, you know, well, you know, having to sort of spend so much time on Teams or Zoom or Skype or whatever it is. <laughs> I've loved doing these podcasts so much because it means that I get to see you chat about life, see your workshop and um, yeah, it's, it's also yeah, and it's, my pleasure. Let's do it more often. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? I, that, and you, that's absolutely right. You, 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 I think that hopefully once all this lifts because of these things, mm-hmm. Because of because of because of the way we are now with COVID and everything, that hopefully we'll be because we've got these tools now to do it. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's been an amazing seven years uh, working. It has been, and uh, hopefully at least seven more. <laughs> at least another seven. Uh, you're, you know, I know that everybody says they get better and better with every build, but and and the consistency and the quality of your instruments you know and we i'm lucky enough to play you know because of the exchange and because of the second hand stuff that we see coming mm-hmm. back in although of course say your guitars are rarely on the second hand market and they rarely stay on the second hand market for very long but you know playing that new sj that came the other day the guitars that came earlier on in the year and they they, they are just exceptional and you you've got such a unique build to you know it's, it, it it never surprises me why you're so popular and why you're so in demand because your builds really they really are exceptional right that's the gushy bit out of the way so uh, <laughs> i'll put that at the beginning of the podcast no um well listen have have an amazing rest of the day thank you so much for you, stopping in and um yeah similar to family and stay safe yeah you and We'll we'll, ha- we'll have this we'll have this up and running uh, hopefully in the next week or so. That sounds good. All right, buddy. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talking Guitar. For more information on the world's finest guitars, please visit our website at thenorthamericanguitar.com. <laughs>